Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. We have a long program today. We're going to be on the air for a couple of hours. And for every moment we're together, let's be thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ will be exalted in this radio broadcast. But we have some very serious business to conduct on the airwaves. And so good morning to all of you who are kind of, I call you the first fruits of this ministry. You get there first thing in the morning. And It's always wonderful to know that you're there with us today. So uh, I'm going to be reading out of the scriptures, and I've read this before, but I think it's super important that we have a biblical understanding of what's going on in the world today. And most of us do. We get it. We understand it. But as we said yesterday, things are coming like an avalanche, like a locomotive. There is no turning back. There is no slowing down. Now the Biden administration wants to get everybody remasked again. Unless, of course, you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you won't need a mask. If you are not vaccinated, you need to have a mask. And even 12 years and younger is now going to be required to wear masks. And so we have this whole situation that's moving fast forward, and it is nasty. But we need to talk about what they are calling the Delta variant, the Delta variant. And I have talked to someone before and said we shouldn't even mention it. We don't. I have not. But it's all over the news, and people are wondering, what is this Delta variant? Supposedly, a higher strain of virus that now 83% of people, according to Fox News um, numbers, have been affected, and uh, there have been many fatalities from the new Delta, Delta variant that is coming 
to the earth. Now, this is, should not be surprising to anybody. As we've said a number of times, we knew over a year ago that the debacle, the fake, the false, the pandemic of, you know, what was really just a common cold and a flu and the numbers being, you know, uh, mixed and all this different stuff, that eventually they would send a real virus and that the real virus would be for the people that are resistant to their will, the vaccination, the masks and all this stuff, people that didn't believe it, people that had contrary information, people that were listening to another side of the conversation. And so something has developed within our nation and there is a huge divide over this issue. And the most important thing is that you know where you stand in this issue. And you may already know that today, but I want to go back to the book of Leviticus, the book of Leviticus chapter 26, Leviticus chapter 26. And I want to go step by step, look in some of the Hebrew words. And so I hope that you will track with me right now. Now, uh, let me just take one good look. All right, all right, all right. So there's the, what I'm looking for. And I want to make sure, praise the Lord, and pass the ammunition. I want to make sure that I have everything going. This is going to be perfect. I know it is. And we're going to go to the audio screen, and we're going to look at this. And we have that. That's perfect. Okay. And then we have that. We are good to go. I think we are so good to go. It's scary. Amen. All right. So here we are. And there we go. All right. So with that being said, uh, we should be able to take calls today. And so I'm going to ask you if you are uh, tracking with us in Leviticus chapter 26, that you will, um, you know, if you have a question, a comment uh, about anything, remember the number to call in. And I'll put that banner number up there right now. You could call the number and then you want to press one. So there it is, 818-369-0326. Press one on your dial pad. And I think I discovered exactly why it was low yesterday. So I think we're good. And by the way, I want to say thank you to anybody out there that helped support. Last night, I was presented with all the brand new studio uh, components, or a lot of them anyways. And uh, we're going to be setting those studio components up. And so by this time next week, or even sooner, hopefully by Tuesday, we'll actually be in a much more sophisticated studio. And that is only for simple releasing and uh, getting the word out into different platforms in a better way, okay? So having said that, I want to go to Leviticus chapter 26. I'm going to open up my screen fully here, and we're going to go this way. And I want to begin in verse 14. All right, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 14. Uh, <clears throat> we will be talking about the border crises. We will be talking about masks and vaccines and the new shopping spree robberies that are going on in California. Uh, unbelievable what's happening there. I mean, if you want to go get a cart full of uh, clothes and you want to just rob a store, it's okay with Governor Newsom. You could have up to $950 threshold. So if you steal anything up to $950, you could walk out of the store, as they were showing the clips of individuals doing, and there's no repercussions. It's a misdemeanor. No cops show up. There's nobody that follows through. And so people are walking into stores and they're robbing the stores. They're filling warehouses with stolen goods and then reselling them. And so this is the new business going on in California. And again, it is a sign of anarchy. It is a sign of civil disobedience. And while the authorities 
are not doing anything about this. Uh, we know that nobody gets away with anything. We know that stealing is a breaking of the commandments of God, and it's not love to steal from your neighbor, okay? So there will be judgment handed down upon the soul of individuals, but nobody's thinking about that. When you're living in this lifestyle, nobody's really considering about the consequences. All they know is they got $950 worth of stolen goods in their hands, and nobody's going to tell them they can't do it, all right? So we'll be getting into a lot of that, and the most important part of this radio broadcast will be, the bulk of it, will be the system failures, the system failures. You are already witnessing what we once had as fail-safe systems failing, okay? They are now failing. And the things we're going to talk about, you'll realize how they're failing, why they're failing, but get ready for the cascading failure of systems. And again, this is all about being in the right place at the right time. But why is this all happening? Why is this all happening? And that's what we're going to talk about for just a little bit. So Leviticus chapter 26, verse 14 um, this is to the nation of Israel, okay? This is an Old Testament scripture, the book of Leviticus, and it was God's uh, communication with Israel. And you say, well, why are we looking at the Old Testament when we are a new covenant people? And I would remind you that 1 Corinthians chapter 10 tells us why we look at the Old Testament. Because we're told by the New Covenant Apostle Paul that the things that were written aforetime were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. This is in 1 Corinthians 10. So in other words, we're supposed to look how God dealt with Israel in their rebellion and disobedience or in their blessing for obedience, okay, according to the law. Now, I understand we're not under the Mosaic law. We're under grace. But grace is not something that is less than the law. It's more potent than the law. And we need to be not perverting the grace of God. And we need to have a good conversation about what true grace is. It is certainly not something that excuses ill behavior or bad behavior. So Paul the Apostle, the Apostle of the New Covenant to the Church of Corinth, is telling them, we're going to go back and look what the Old Testament scriptures had to say and we're going to learn from that so we don't make the same mistake and then get visited upon with the same consequences. So if you're willing to accept that, that it's permissible to look at the Old Testament, then you definitely want to see what God had to say to Israel as a nation and how he would speak to America as a Judeo-Christian nation that has fallen terribly, just like Israel had fallen terribly. And here it was, first 13 verses were all about the blessings of obedience. But then it says in Leviticus 26, 14, but if you will not hearken unto me and will not do all these commandments. Now, you know that God's commandments are true. In the New Testament, there are commandments. The two great commandments is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we know that if we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we are going to fulfill, we're going to wind up keeping the first four commandments of the Ten Commandments. The first four commandments of the Ten Commandments are all vertical. It's about our relationship to God, not worshiping other gods, not taking his name in vain, etc., etc. Now, we know that the next six of the Ten Commandments have to do with a horizontal relationship with our neighbor. 
don't steal, don't bear false witness, don't commit adultery, don't do these final six have to do with our love for neighbors. So commandment number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, which is fulfilling the first four commandments. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself, fulfills the next six commandments. And so when we read this, this uh, if you, but if you will not hearken unto me and will not do all these commandments, and if you shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgments, so that you will not do all my commandments, but that you break my covenant. Now, this is important. Number one, most of the judicial, uh, legislative law in our society and in other societies around the world really are based upon the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, and some of the ordinances of the Old Testament. I don't know if you knew that or not, but the law books in America have derived much of their power from Scripture, from the law of the Old Testament. And so when we begin to despise God's statutes, and we're talking as a nation now, okay, we're talking as a nation that is Judeo and Christian in its ethic, in its origin, in its foundation, in its becoming, et cetera, et cetera. When we despise the statutes, or if our soul begin to abhor his judgments, in other words, that we begin to take down what is right before God, and just lifting up the moral laws of humanity, the moral laws of righteousness, when we begin to abhor, when we begin to despise, uh, when we begin to break the covenant. Now, I believe that it's very clear that the United States of America, the founding fathers, going back to the 1600s, covenanted this nation to the Lord. They entered into a covenant, and there's a tremendous volume of information concerning the true founding fathers in the 1600s coming to the shores of America, planting a cross on the soil of this nation, and covenanting with God, and building this nation in covenant with God. So I believe that if you research it, you'll find covenants throughout this nation, but God is a God who hates covenant breaking. So he's telling the nation of Israel that he made a covenant with, that if you break my covenant, if you despise my statutes, if you abhor my judgments, that you will not do keep my commandments. If you're going to, if you're going to turn away from what I know is best for you, I also will do this unto you. Okay, so I want to show you a series of judgments that comes upon a nation for their disobedience to God. And the reason why I want to show you for the, through the biblical lens the judgments of the Lord that are so plain is so that when you see what is happening in our world, you're not going to be confused about it. We need to know why we're so divided. We need to know why our nation is riddled with sickness and disease and why crime and hate and anger and all these things are going on. Why are we so uh, turmoilous at this time? Why is chaos and confusion running rampant through our nation and the worst is yet to come, right? So here's what God says. It's because you've pulled down my righteous laws, you have raised laws that are contrary to my laws, you now have the blood of 90 million innocent babies on your hand, you have promoted homosexuality and lesbianism. I know you've heard it 10,000 times, one more time. I just want you to know what we did as a nation in our government and politics and legislation, judiciary branches of government, executive branches, 
all the different branches of government, what we allowed to happen and how it has affected our society, the psychological impact of pulling down moral and righteous laws have ill-affected the minds of the masses within our nation, and that's why we begin to see what's happening. So God goes on to say this. Here's what I'm going to do to the nation, particularly the covenant nation that I've been in covenant with. When you break my covenant, when you despise my laws, when you turn away from doing what is right, what I've commanded, which always God's Torah and commandments are for the well-being, okay? If you do that, then I will even appoint over you terror. And this is where I think about 9-11-2001. I believe there was an appointment on 9-11-2001 where because of what our nation had been doing up until that point within this final generation is that terror was literally appointed over our nation. And we were going through airports and shopping malls, and it was a red alert, an orange alert, a yellow alert. Uh, We had the spyware of the Patriot Act coming in and spying on the people and intrusion into the privacies of American citizens, et cetera, et cetera. You know all about that. So, but God said, I'm going to appoint over you terror. Let's take a look at that in the Hebrew. The word appoint is the pakad, and it means to literally reckon, to look after, Okay. In other words, I am going to send terror to look after your nation. And that word terror is the Bahala, and the Bahala simply means panic, panic or destruction. So I'm going to send, I'm going to appoint, I'm going to watch over your nation, and I'm sending things that are going to create panic, that are going to create alarm, Dismay, destruction, these are all the Hebrew words. And I want you to consider since 9-11-2001, what kind of panic has hit our nation? What kind of trouble? What kind of alarm? What kind of sudden destruction, okay, has hit our nation? I just want to show you the authenticity and the potency of the words of God, not only in the Old Testament, outdated, antiquated Old Testament, no, how those words are true today according to the New Covenant Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church, okay? This is something we need to be careful about, and we seem to be following the same mistake that they did back in this time. So number one, I'm going to appoint over you terror. So just put that down as a number one. I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, all right? What is consumption? He's going to appoint the shakafeth, the shakafeth. And what is that? Now, listen carefully. Consumption is a wasting disease of the lungs. That's what the Hebrew is. A wasting disease of the lungs. They said this morning that this Delta variant is attacking the lung, the respiratory system, worse than the first lie that was presented. But now this is what they're saying, a lung-wasting disease. It talks about emaciation. So he's sending something to emaciate the citizenry of the society that has willfully departed from the Lord. And so rather than being fruitfully blessed, we begin to see 
sickness, disease, cancer, diabetes, all these evil things that are afflicting the bodies of Americans everywhere, hospitals overfilled, and then an actual pandemic, a pestilence that is a lung-wasting disease. And God says, I'll appoint it over you. And I know that's pretty harsh. It's just what the Lord said, though. And he went on to say, the next thing, so number two was consumption. So you have terror. And number two, you have consumption. And again, that is the lung-wasting disease. And then he goes on to say, and the burning ague, the burning ague. And what is that? That's the kadaka, the kadakath in the Hebrew. And that word means fever or inflammation or febrite disease. Oh, wow, a febrite disease. And you go, what the heck is a febrite disease? So you go a little bit deeper into this, and it simply means to inflame and to burn. All right, so you get into this. Uh, the fever, the inflammation. Do you know that inflammation is one of the biggest issues in people's bodies today in America? All that swollenness and that inflammation in the body, right? Well, it's a febrite disease. And what we should do, and I probably could do, wouldn't take me a second, febrite. So we'll say febrite disease. And we'll look that up real quick. And the febrite illness with uncertain cause in the adult, you have a fever, but the cause is unknown. A fever is the body's natural reaction to an illness such as infection due to a virus or bacteria. Sometimes other conditions such as cancer or immune diseases can cause fever. So the febrile illness um, is what is at work here. So again, we have this situation with that disease. So that's the Kadatha. Let's go on deeper. So we have three things right now. We have the terror, consumption, and fever, and that's very much associated with sickness and disease. Don't think fever is an easy thing, just a common cold, et cetera, et cetera. There's something connected here to God's divine judgment upon a nation or people. And so let's look at the fourth thing God will send. He says, of this burning ague, that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart. So the fever that he's bringing is going to consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart. And that is the dube, and it literally means to cause one to mope or to pine away. To mope or pine away, the sorrow of heart. And another thing that will happen is you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. All right, so this is an, an injustice. You're supposed to sow and reap. It's a law. But in the judgment, you sow and you don't reap because you've broken the covenant. You are no longer walking with the Lord to receive the blessing. You are now experiencing the curse. And you may say, well, we're not under the Old Testament anymore of blessings and curses. But I would say to you again that the Apostle Paul said, go back and listen to how God dealt with nations prior, and you better learn from it because there's something of a spiritual law that is in effect even unto this very moment that you and I are talking. So now uh, the enemy is going to take the seed. Verse 17, so Leviticus 26, 17. I, and I will set my face against you. You see, and that's a danger. When you stop and think that God would set his face against our nation. 
Now, I've been trying to say this for a very long time. Russia is not our enemy. China is not our enemy. Islam is not our enemy. I've said many times, God is our enemy. The enemy of America is God. And all these other people were saying how much God was in love with America, how much God desired America. But God became an enemy to Israel. I mean, his called out chosen apple of the eye people. He became their enemy because of their becoming an enemy to him. And so when America acts out the way that it's acting out right now, we don't have a friendship with God. God has become our enemy because we have become enemies of God. We pulled down his laws. We promoted laws that blaspheme his name, et cetera, et cetera. We know all about it. So let's be very clear that the enemy of America is God, and he will employ weapons like China, Russia, Islamic terrorism, or asteroids, meteorites, comets, or whatever he desires to bring against the nation. And we're seeing a lot of problems in our country when we start marking the events that have taken place. So God says, I will set my face against you. You shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you. Wow. And you shall pursue and you shall flee when none pursues you. Let's look at that in verse 17. Number one, I will set my face against you and you shall be slain before your enemies. The word slain there is the nagaf, and it means to be smitten. It means to be stricken. It means to, to be pushed, to be gored at, to be defeated. Uh, it means to be inflicted. It means to be plagued and hurt. Okay? These are the definitions God says to Israel. Your enemies around you are going to slay you. They are going to um, afflict you hurt you, push at you. All right. And then they that hate you shall reign over you. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that the present administration in the United States of America uh, is an is a administration that has a tremendous amount of hate against God, against his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and against those followers of Jesus Christ. And they are appointed by God to rule over the nation that has abandoned the Lord, a lukewarm church, a compromised church, a backslidden church, a church that is tolerant with the evils of the world when they ought to be exposing the darkness, but rather have capitulated to what is going on. These are candidates to become the enemies of God, an ineffective church. The saltiness is gone, good for nothing, but to be trampled underfoot of the enemies of Christ. And this is a reality, and God is simply saying that those that hate you are going to reign over you. And man, is that coming swiftly all over the world. And then you shall flee when none pursues you. You shall flee. In other words, a spirit of fear, a spirit of panic is going to hit the nation. People are going to have wild imaginations. They're going to be running and hiding when nobody's pursuing them. Because of the demonic spiritual atmosphere, a schizophrenia, a bipolar type of scenario, or a panic and suspicious and all these different things that accompany a lack of sound-mindedness are going to grab hold of the people that have been disobedient. And they're going to be living their lives in a manner that is not consistent with God's perfect will for them, which is to give them 
a future and a hope and an expected end. So this is a bad deal. I want to just insert for a moment that in the midst of global judgment or national judgment, there are those who are a remnant. There are called out ones that do not um, live according to the guidelines of the fallen ones, so to speak. They remain devoted to God. They maintain the covenant with God personally. And in their minor little remnant corporateness, they are not in the falling away. They're not participants. So God will always find those who belong to him and will maintain his blessing in their lives. So in the national calamity that is coming to America and has already begun, when you come out of her, my people, and you gather together with those of like mind and honor the Lord and walk according to his statutes and <clears throat> remain in covenant with him, <clears throat> you will be okay. You will be blessed. <clears throat> Even in the midst of national calamity. So verse 18, let's go a little deeper. If you will not yet for all this hearken unto me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. Now think about it. God has just said to the nation, I'm going to appoint over you terror, number one, consumption, number two, the burning fever that will consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, number three. You shall sow your seed in vain, your enemies will eat it, number four. I'll set my face against you, and you shall be slain before your enemies, number five. They that hate you will reign over you, number six, and you shall flee when none pursued you. Now, if all of that is going on against the nation, then God says, and if you will not yet for all this, hearken unto me. In other words, <clears throat> I am sending these things to your nation, and they're going to rattle your nation. They're going to shake your nation. And if you will not repent for the things you're doing that draw this judgment. In other words, if my judgment does not separate you from your sin, well, I will punish you seven times more for your sins. And all of us need to know that every time the word judgment is used in the New Testament, it always carries the connotation of separation. Judgment is always designed by God to separate the wheat from the chaff, the sheep from the goats, the righteous from the unrighteous, okay? It's designed to separate. So judgment, when it comes, should cause repentance, confession, and separation unto God from the thing that drew the judgment in the first place. But in this case, God says, if you don't repent, if you will not, for all this, hearken unto me then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. So now comes another layer of judgment. And I want to ask you, have you seen these judgments in our nation in the last 20 years since 9-11-2001? Two months from now, less than two months from now, we will be celebrating, if you want to call it a celebration, remembering is a better word, 20 years ago, the 9-11 events. And when you mark those 20 years and you ask what has happened in America during the last 20 years, it could be quite shocking if you put it all together properly. And that's what somebody really should do. Put the last 20 years 
in a, a, a laid forth reality of what has happened to the United States of America, you will be shocked that not only did those judgments not turn us back to God, we actually went further away from God than at any other time in the history of our nation. For in the history of our nation, we never legalized the evil things that we have now legalized in our society. We'll look into that in just a little bit. So what is the next level? He says in verse 19, and I will break the pride of your power and I will make your heaven as iron and your earth as brass. Let's look into that. Number one, I will break. I will break. I will shabar in the Hebrew. I will shabar. I will burst, number one. I will break it in pieces. I will crush. I will destroy. I will tear. I will do this to what? I will break the pride of your power. All right? So the United States boasts a tremendous amount of power. We have weapons of mass destruction, right? We have all this power in our military. We have an economic system that's powerful. We, you know, we claim and we boast the powerful United States of America. But God says, I'm going to crush your pride of your power. So the word pride is the ga'on or the ga'on, okay? And that means I'm going to crush the arrogancy, the pomp, the proud, majestic exaltation, everything that you pride yourself in as an American, God says, I'm going to crush the pride of your power. That word power there is simply oz or ooze, talking about material or physical strength, social or political power. This is in the Hebrew. So it's talking about a nation that boasts of its material or physical strength and its personal or social political power. Okay. So we see this, and God is saying, I will crush it. And then he said, and I will make your heaven as iron. In other words, God's going to shut up the heavens. That could bring drought. He's going to do what? He's going to cause the earth to become as brass, so there's going to be no produce. The heavens over you will be like iron. The earth beneath your feet will be like brass. This is not a healthy situation. Verse 20, and your strength, the strength of the nation, shall be spent in vain. In other words, everything the nation will put its hand to do will become a vanity. Your strength shall be spent in vain. And that, mean, and that word vain is reek in the Hebrew. It means emptiness. It means worthless thing to no purpose. In other words, all the energy, all the effort, all the strength that's being employed in this nation is worthless. It's to no purpose. It is empty. All of it is just wind, okay? Then he says, For your land shall not yield her increase, neither shall the trees of the land yield their fruits. So, allegorically, you're talking about a nation that's sowing, 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 but there's no produce. 
trying to fix problems, but it's not getting fixed. You're trying to look for better days, but they're not coming. And we need to understand that this nation, the little gods of the new Aquarian race, the new age movement of getting rid of the true God of heaven and earth and we becoming gods and fixing our problems through artificial intelligence, technology, and boasting ourselves, it's not going to work. They will not be able to fix the nations, okay? So it's all an incredible vanity, no yielding, no increase, nothing that will produce the fruit. In verse 21, God says, if you walk contrary unto me and will not hearken unto me, I will bring seven times more plagues upon you according to your sins. So again, all these judgments, all these things coming against the nation, intended by God to turn the nation back to him. And again, he says, but if you won't, then I'm going to bring seven times more plagues. And the word plague is the makah. And it means a blow, if you hit with another blow, a wound, slaughter, stripe, beating, scourging, defeat, conquest. And it also talks about the carnage and pestilence. Pestilence. Did we repent in 2020 of our national sins against God? Not at all. So now is a more powerful strain of plague coming? It's possible. They're talking about a monkey virus, a monkey bacteria, rather than a monkey flu. I mean, people are talking about it everywhere. It's supposed to hit the nation and puts blisters all over your body. Are you aware of the monkey virus? Again, true news. Rick Wiles, his team at truenews.com, they were the ones that brought it out first. I never heard about it until last night they were talking about the monkey virus. I'm telling you, they're doing a great job over there. Now, it also means um, slaughter again. So God says, if you don't repent, if you don't turn, if you walk contrary, and by the way, what does it mean to walk contrary? The word contrary in the Hebrew is the keri, and it literally means hostile encounter. In other words, God is reaching out, but there's a hostile encounter with him rather than a yieldedness to him. And we're not going your way, God. We're not going to promote your laws. We're not going to exalt your son, Jesus Christ. We're not going to give place to the Holy Spirit in our nation. You're out of here. See, that's the hostile encounter that the nation has with God, and that is happening right now. And has happened for a long time in our nation. It means on opposition and, um, again, just contrariness. So the, the judgment, if you walk contrary unto me and will not hearken unto me, I'll bring seven times more plagues upon you according to your sins. I will also send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of your children and destroy your cattle and make you few in number, and your highways shall be desolate. Now, that is something we need to look at allegorically, okay? And actually, what does it mean? I'm going to send wild beast. Well, the wild beast of Islam, the wild beast in Hollywood, the wild beast in wherever that are going to do what? 
They're going to rob you of your children. Do you realize how many American children have gone into bondage? Do you realize what has happened to the youth in America in this all-out war against this nation? Wow, the children definitely have been robbed into drugs, addiction, gang-banging, violence, uh, worldliness, hate for God, you name it. This nation's children have been robbed, there's no doubt. And these wild beasts are going to destroy your cattle. You know, I thought it was interesting that a few years ago that millions of head of cattle were destroyed in the floods of Nebraska, Iowa, South Dakota. And then I will make you few in number. Now, that sounds like population reduction, doesn't it? And God is going to allow it to happen. I'm going to make you few in number, and your highways shall be desolate. That means commerce, travel, transportation. What would make the highways of America desolate? What would stop travel in our nation? Hmm. What would create few in number? Nuclear bombs? Dirty bombs? I know that the game of chess was created by Arabs, and I know that from 1993 all the way until 2001, that there was a lapse of preparation and timing and very sophisticated thinking to carry out the 9-11 event. And I just cannot imagine anything less than, I don't expect anything less than the Islamic invasion to snap any day now. I believe we're going to see Islamic terrorism rise within our nation again. And that's just one part of this whole thing. We'll see. So he says this in verse 23. If you will not be reformed by me, by these things, but will walk contrary unto me. So this is God dealing with a nation. This is God dealing with Israel. This is written to Israel. And what we're doing is seeing how God dealt with Israel so we understand how he'll deal with our nation when we do the same things that Israel has done in time past. That's new covenant permission. Okay, don't forget that. So the word is reformed. If you will not be reformed, if you will not yasar, if you will not be chastened, if you will not be disciplined, if you will not be instructed, if you will not be admonished, okay? It means to chastise. In other words, if after everything I've brought upon your nation, if you will not allow the chastisement, the reproof, the rebuke, the punishment that I've sent to your nation in 20 years, I want you to know, there have been tremendous amounts of punishment, but the world and the narrative and the church failed to tell the truth. This was God's doing. This was not man's doing. All these judgments from school shootings to concert shootings to church shootings to all the massive calamities that have happened within our nation, we just forget. We just forget the weeping mothers, the weeping fathers. We, we forget so much. But all these things were allowed by God to bring our nation back to him, and yet it shows Even with all that, people don't return. People won't repent. So God says, again, 
if you will not be reformed, if you will not be disciplined, chastisement, you will, you will not accept these things, then will I also walk contrary unto you. So God says, you want to be hostile towards me? You want to be in opposition to me? Oh, America. Now I will be in opposition to you. And this is where I expect things to go to a much higher level of destruction within our nation because of the refusal to repent. Okay? So he says, I will also walk contrary unto you and will punish you yet seven times for your sins. Verse 24. Or verse 25. I will bring a sword upon you. Now he's talking about war. He's talking about violence. That shall avenge the quarrel of my covenant. And when you are gathered together within your cities, listen, America, I will send the pestilence among you, and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. Oh, you think maybe all these people gathered together in their cities, that God is going to send the pestilence, and they're going to be turned over to the will of their enemies by vaccination or mask or whatever it's going to take. Let's break it down. I'm sending a sword. The word sword is the kareb, and it just means a tool for war. It's an instrument for destruction. An instrument for destruction. I personally believe the third wave of war is still rising and has not yet made landfall upon our nation like it's going to. I know that war has been in existence for over a year now, an internal war, a stealth battle that's been going on, probably for a lot longer than that, but particularly, but I still see the third wave of war rising, and it's big. It's really big war, probably the war of Revelation chapter 9 that's going to take out a huge portion of the population. Regardless, I will bring a sword upon you that shall avenge the quarrel of my covenant. In other words, you, you wanted to war with me in my covenant. You broke it. You fought against it. You were hostile against me. Now I'm going to turn against you, and I'm going to settle this thing, right, with this nation, and I'm going to do it by bringing war. And then when you are gathered together within your cities, I will send the pestilence. The word pestilence is the deburr, the deburr. And it means a plague in the sense of destroying. It talks about the moraine. It also goes into a deeper word to I, I, I guess it's just a, a declaration in the Hebrew of the destruction through the pestilence in the sense of destroying. And then what pestilence would God send? What, what is he allowing to happen right now? People gathered together in their cities. And let's read the scripture again. You need to be aware of this. And when you are gathered together in your cities, I will send, I will send the pestilence among you, and you shall be delivered into the hand 
of the enemy. If you can envision the United States of America with its blasphemy and rebellion and hatred against God, and all the cities of America where all this crime and corruption and defilement is happening, not that there isn't a remnant of true believers. I believe there's a lot of believers in cities, but many of them are just tolerant, capitulated, lukewarm, and compromised is the reality because there's no effectiveness to bring transformation. But I do believe that a remnant within these cities will know it, when they see the signs of the times come out of her, my people flee to the mountains of Judea, Matthew 24, people will understand cities are not going to be a safe place in America. Take heed to that word. And then the people will be turned over to their enemies, forced vaccinations. I mean, how is it going to be? People getting arrested for not capitulating to the will? I mean, you don't know how powerful. And then, of course, if, they, if we resist the power struggle with the politicians and the government today, now you have a civil war on your hands, and that's not going to be healthy. So you have to understand that the judgments that God is sending upon the nation that has broken his covenant and hates him, there is no way out. So the only way out is to be a true believer, following the Lord, being led by the Holy Spirit, producing the fruits of a transformed life, and, and trusting God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And this is not for, you know, five years from now. This is for right now. Understand that. It's true. Let's go on. He goes on to say in verse 26, And when I have broken the staff of your bread, now he's going to bring a food crisis. The time is coming to the cities of America that food will not be easily partaken of. I'm going to break the staff of your bread. Ten women shall break your bread in one oven, and they shall deliver you your bread again by weight, and you shall eat and not be satisfied. In other words, I'm bringing upon you, with the pestilence that I'm releasing, a food shortage. And whatever 10 people are going to be sitting around one oven trying to get a piece of bread, it's going to be given to them in measures. They're going to eat it, and it will not satisfy the hunger that's coming. That is allegorical. That is real. That is real. And it's also a spiritual connection of no, no, no spiritual food. People are going to be running to and fro to hear the word of the Lord. They're not going to hear it. The bread of life is not going to be available in this time of judgment upon the nation. Then... You would think at this point everybody would have repented, right? Well, in verse 27, Leviticus 26, 27. And if you will not for all this hearken unto me, oh my gosh, but walk contrary unto me, listen, then I will walk contrary unto you also in fury. Ooh. I don't know if we want God's fury to come against us. That word fury is the kemah. And that word means with heat, anger, poison, displeasure, ferocious, furious, indignation, and rage. Wow. God can do that? God can actually do that? So he says again, I will... Walk contrary unto you also in fury, in rage, in anger. I'm coming against your nation. And 
I, even I, will chastise you seven times for your sins. So, God's going to walk in fury against the nation, and he's going to yasar, he's going to chastise, he's going to punish. Wow, he's going to reprove in a sore manner this nation. And then he goes on to say, this is all for your sins, by the way. It's all for the sin. And if you're afraid to call homosexuality a sin, then you are foolish. If you are afraid to say that shedding innocent blood from the perspective of God is a sin, you are foolish. And if you are wise and you know that abortion and shedding innocent blood is a sin, and you know that LGBTQ community activities are sinful, then you should understand why the judgment is coming. And so much more, right? And so much more. Now, what is this going to look like? This is going to blow your mind. And nobody, very few people can really relate to this, but it's God's word. And here's the chastisement in verse 29. You shall eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters shall you eat. It's talking about cannibalism. Because nobody's going to be satisfied with the amount of food and bread. People in their cities are going to eat their babies. It happened in 70 A.D., It happened in 586 B.C. It happened in the Ukrainian Revolution. It happened during the wars. People have always resorted to eating their own flesh. The Donner Party, going through the the mountains, ate the, the flesh that died. They started eating what? Their sons and their daughters? My God. That is a pronouncement from God. Eating the flesh of your sons and daughters? Do you see that? Do you hear how ferocious God is? How furious he is? You people have rejected me. I have done everything in my power to turn you from your sin, but you refuse to do it. So now you're starving with pestilence in your cities, and you're going to start eating your flesh of your children? Folks, that's not me. That's the word of God, and it's happened. And guess what? It's going to happen en masse throughout this nation, and most likely around the world. That's horrible. And verse 30 goes on to say, and I will destroy your high places and cut down your images. Are you already beginning to see a little bit of that happen? The removal of statues and the casting your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols, and my soul shall abhor you. I will destroy your high places, the things that you valued, the things that were important, the White House, the Capitol building, uh, whatever, wherever, whatever high places you've built, I'm going to cast them down. I'm going to cut down your images. I'm going to cast your carcasses, your bodies. I'm going to throw them upon the carcasses of your idols. And that's really what's going on in America. The people are mad upon their idols. Idol worship is what is going on in America. There is idol worship everywhere, right? We know that. So God says, I'm going to deal with that. And my soul, this is the heartbreaking part. This is hard to imagine. Who is God talking to? The heathen? No, Israel. And he's talking to the United States. And he says, my soul shall abhor you. Wow. The word abhor is the gaal. And it means, I will loathe you. I will reject 
you. Wow. Come on. It's powerful stuff. It's God's word. Verse 31, watch out, America, pay attention, and I will make your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries, the churches, onto desolation. Did we not just have a preview in 2020 of a desolate sanctuary? You weren't allowed to sing. You weren't allowed to speak. It's coming. It's coming in a manner you cannot imagine, which is telling me right now by the Holy Spirit of God, Right when I said that, I remembered the vision that I had going back nearly 30 years now when I was taken up into space and I was in the darkness of space and then I was able to look down and I could make out planet Earth. And I began to descend towards planet Earth and as I did, I could see the, seven, the continents. And then I saw the North American continent and I kept going down and I saw the tail of Florida and I kept going down. And I noticed as I was going towards the earth, there were no lights. There was only a little light here and a little light here and a little light here. I'm telling you, this just sparked in my spirit when I just read this. And I'm coming down and I'm seeing darkness on the North American continent with a little light spread out here and there, little lights. I land somewhere in Boston. I hear somebody and the atmosphere is like charcoal gray. And I remember saying the only way I could describe it was like Russia had taken over the United States of America. Listen to this. I was on a news broadcast with Patricia Radio in Zarephath, New Jersey, telling this vision. And the man that was interviewing me said, yeah, there's no doubt the time is coming. They're going to shut down the churches. They're going to lock the doors. He said that. And in my vision, of course, you remember, I saw a man walking, terrified. He knocked on a door where the light was on. He wants to go in, but the man of God reads him and knows he's a carnal Christian playing games with God. He was part of a mega church, but he never really uh, repented. And if he walked into that home, he would quench the spirit. And in that home, the beautiful glory of God was there, healing, peace, joy, all of it. I saw this vision, and I'm reading this right now, and it's saying... My God, I will destroy your high places. Okay, we read that. I will make your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries unto desolation. And I will not smell the savor of your sweet odors. In other words, God is saying, I'm going to break it down. And it just was a newsflash to my brain about that vision because I know that the lights out is coming. And it's connected to sanctuaries being desolate. And I remember that man saying, the time is coming. They're going to lock the doors of the churches. And we just experienced that in a minor way as a preview of what's coming. Wake up. This is true. This is not make-believe. And here it is. And I will bring the land. I will bring the land of America into desolation. The word desolation is the shamaim, and it literally means to stun. I'm going to stun and devastate, stupefy. These are the Hebrew words. Make amazed, astonished. I'm going to make the land, all of that, I will bring the land into astonishment, amazement. In other words, 
I'm going to do something in this land that has sinned grievously against me, and it's going to stupefy. It's, it's something, and I think a lot of us are knowing this is what is at the door right now in a very large degree, and we're going, Lord, open the door. Let us see it. Let us understand, whether by dream or by vision or by rhema word or revelation or a prophetic utterance, let us see there's something. And I think this is what we're looking at right now. Something God's going to do He's going to bring the land into desolation. Your enemies which dwell therein shall be astonished at it. Even the enemies of America are going to be astonished at what God is going to do against this nation. That's the word. That's the word. In verse 33, and I will scatter you among the heathen and will draw out a sword after you and your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. The korbah, the waste. Drought, desolation, decay, destruction. You could hear the howling wind of a city that has been completely destroyed in the spirit. You could hear it if you're listening. Soon we'll hear the sound of of desolation. God has spoken through his word what will happen to the nation that breaks covenant with him despises his statutes, will not obey his instructions. America has sinned against the Lord. What is happening in our nation right now is a direct result of the righteous judgment of God against this country. We will have more judgment because we know better than most of the other nations. This is happening in Europe. Many of the once great countries of Europe that boasted Jesus Christ are nothing but psychological cesspools of demonic activity. Ladies and gentlemen, you're witnessing what God's word is saying and the next level of judgments, yet seven times more, yet seven times more, yet seven times more. If you will not be reformed, if you will not turn, if you will not repent, I will do this, I will do this. We're going to the next level. And this next level is going to, how do you put a word on it? It's God's word. It's coming. The lights out scenario is at the door. The death toll, bodies everywhere, Amos chapter 8, dead bodies everywhere. It's at the door. Death is stalking this nation. And hell is following. All the noise will be brought to a waste, howling wilderness. I know 
People think it's impossible because of the pride of our power, but earlier God said, I will break. I will crush the pride of your power. America is not big enough, strong enough, smart enough to contend with God. They're going to lose. And the only right thing to do is come out of her, my people. That's the word of God. Come out of her, my people. Be separate. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Come out of her, my people, as you become partaker of her plagues and her sins be visited upon you. Don't hang out in Babylon. Come out of her. Get out of the cities of this nation. Get out of them. If you believe the Bible and you could look through the lens of Scripture that I just read and see this in the world, look at world events through this biblical lens, then you need to know it's time to stop playing games and making excuses and delaying what you know in your spirit you need to do. Don't listen to me. I'm not telling you. You already know. I'm only confirming what you know. But remember, the threefold purpose of the devil beyond kill, steal, and destroy is to delay, deceive, and distract. If he can delay you, deceive you, or distract you from doing what you need to do, he will beat you. Now, heavy stuff, man. Heavy, heavy, heavy. I'm going to stop there. I'm just going to stop right there. And um, what do you do with that, right? What do you do with that? Let's take a minute right now. I just want to read some comments that are here. Uh, I see Megan Cotton is with us this morning. Good morning, Megan. Cindy Messman is with us. Good morning to you, Cindy. Callie Reynolds, good morning, pastors. Good morning to you, Callie. Kevin Hauger, good morning, and good morning to you, Kevin. Uh, Brenda Torville, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Brenda and Charlotte Gotch. Good morning. Good morning, Charlotte. Carol Page. Carrie is with us today. Good morning to you, Carol. Hector, good morning, Brother Vincent and Saints. Sean and Hector here. Hello, Sean and Hector. Good morning to you. Um, Paul Jack, good morning. Good morning, Paul. God bless you, sir. Uh, Jean Capagna Kittleson, good morning. Good morning, Jean. Uh, Diana Blos, uh, good morning, Pastor. So great seeing you and Patricia yesterday, as always. So good studying and learning God's word with you. Thank you, Diana. What a beautiful time we shared yesterday, breaking bread uh, with everyone that was there. God bless you. Uh, Vinnie Pots and Pans, hi, Vincenzo. The Pope is the man of sin. He could be Vinnie Pots and Pans. By the way, Uh, We also have the Pope will try to unite all religions to one and enact what is called Sunday law. Okay, I've heard that before. Uh, Also, Internet blackout is imminent. All right, so we may be off the Internet, maybe a blackout. Be prepared for that as well. Uh, Be deceived by no man. They might even use this as a fake alien encounter or making fire shoot out from the sky, possibly. The Hollywood cabal already eat babies and drink their blood. Uh, The adrenochrome. And uh, you know what? I heard that, too. I'm seeing uh, Pastor Melissa Fletcher is saying good morning. 
And God bless you, Pastor Melissa. And David Ellison is giving us a good morning as well. Um, yeah, good comments, Shirley Woolsley. It is a lot to take in. God is warning us. Thank you for always bringing the truth. Well, thank you for that. And if we don't share this side of the reality of our times, we're going to get blinded. Is there another side to this moment? And the answer is resoundingly yes. You see, there is an economy in the kingdom of heaven. There is a way of life in Christ, for in him we live and move and have our being. You can actually walk through everything that was just described with the seal of God upon your life. You can actually pass through as one of those remnants as one of those rigidly righteous, one of those uncompromisingly righteous saints of God that has a connection to the heart of the Father through Jesus Christ. You can walk through this time. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. No plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. You know, I want to tell it again. I think it's important with all the talk about the vaccinations. We here at New Wine Ministry uh, made a decision to get fully vaccinated. So we are fully vaccinated, and that's okay. What is our vaccination? It is the JCON vaccination. We have the PS91 gold certificate, and we are funded by the KOG Foundation, and we are sponsored and overseen by the FH. HG. The FSHG is the oversight of this foundation of vaccination that we have gotten. So if you want to be fully vaccinated with one of the very best, not one of, the very best, just remember, it's the JCON vaccination with the PS91 gold certificate built upon the foundation of the KOG and sponsored and overseen by the FSHG. And if you'd like to know more about that, uh, you just let me know. If anybody wants to know right now, I'll tell you what it is. I'd like to tell you anyways because it's so fun. <laughs> the vaccination, the JCON, the Jesus Christ of Nazareth vaccination. The PS91 gold certificate is Psalm 91. That's the certificate of your vaccination. The foundation of the KOG is the foundation of the kingdom of God. We have an unshakable foundation known as the kingdom of God, the KOG. The oversight of all of this is the FSHG, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So you might want to get that written out on a card, on a piece of paper, so when they knock on your door, you can boldly say with pure confidence, without lying at all, I am fully vaccinated with the greatest vaccination the world has ever known. The blood of Jesus Christ searches out and destroys all sickness and disease in my body. That's the real vaccination. Moderna thought they were so cool. Oh, we put some digital code in our shot. It's not a vaccination, they said. It's a digital code that will go in and search out COVID and kill it. Well, the blood will search out and destroy every sickness and disease if you have faith to believe it. If you have faith to believe it, and if you don't, then you're going to have to cooperate with other entities and powers. But I did want to inform you 
that that's probably the better way to go. All right, this is going to be a great test right now because I have someone calling in, and we're going to get to see if we are loud and clear uh, with our area code 845. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Vincenzo. Hey, Vinny Pots and Pans. How you doing, man? Buongiorno. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> and by the way, if anybody listening could let me know if you could hear Vinny Pots and Pants, just give me a thumbs up on the chat room. I would really appreciate it. All right, Vinny, how are you, sir? What's going on? Yeah, doing great. Um, lately, I've been getting uh, messages uh, from the Spirit, um, and I've been all over the Pope. I've, I've been, I talked about it the last time we spoke, um, and he's been going around meeting all the head of uh, religious leaders around the world. And I believe, um, you know, it's the man of sin. If you investigate it all, because when Jesus returns in the clouds for the rapture, it's not the second coming, right, because he doesn't come on the earth. Um, The man of sin has to be a man, meaning he has to be alive when he comes. Um, He is going to the Catholic Church, and I grew up Catholic, I know you did too, but what a of uh, the veil has been pulled away from my eyes to realize I did all kinds of investigations with the Catholic Church, and it is it is a just a you want to talk about the mafia, and the money and the this and the that and the Pope and this and that. Um, he two weeks ago, what really put it in front of me is that he met a guy dressed up in a Spider-Man costume. You could look this up on YouTube. He dressed up like Spider-Man. There's a guy sitting in the audience there, and I guess the Pope does once-a-week kind of uh, sessions where you have to pay money again to go see him because it's all about money, right? Um, There's a guy dressed up as Spider-Man in the guise of uh, getting blessed because he uh, hangs out with children children who were sick who were in hospitals. Go figure, right? Because these uh, Hollywood cabals and all these people, it's all about what's going to come down into a lot of human trafficking, pedophilia. All the BS that comes in with children, and this guy is sitting in the audience, and he sticks out like a sore thumb, but he's sitting as the Pope sits where he thinks like he is pretending to be the first or the closest to God in the world, right? Everybody proclaims that he is. He's sitting there in his white, and he's sitting there, and he's got people to his left and his right, so it's almost like Judgment Day, right? God puts the goats to the left, puts the lambs to the right. This guy's sitting to the left, and I tell you what, they say it's this guy's name, it's an Italian name. And I did my work on it, and I looked at the body figure of this guy who does dress up in costumes and does go to children's hospitals. To me, the guy in the costume looks like Barack Obama. Okay, you can't you can't tell he's in the, he's, but you look up the video and you play it into slower speed, and you just watch and you look at the hands and you look at the. Now, there's always a famous picture like Obama. He stands with a little bit of a, 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 you know, one foot in front of the other with his left hand always up on his forehead from behind, and that is the spitting image of Barack Obama. Now he meets the Pope and he hands him a mask, a Spider-Man mask. Kind of like, a, you know, because all the cabal and all these people of Satan, they're all into like the, uh, you know, imagery and symbolisms of things. And to me, I took it as this is where now the Pope is getting the message where, okay, this is the time to shut your mouth and let's go and let's get this world, one world uh, religion on its way. 
Okay, that's number one. You got to look into that. Something is going on, and they're going to enact what's called Sunday Law, because I didn't know that the Catholic Church and the Pope, one of the popes, I forget which one, um, they changed the Sabbath to Sunday. Okay, they actually changed the Saturday to the Sunday. Okay, which really ticked God off. So they're going to try to do something in the guise of climate change, where the world's going to need a rest, uh, you know, and give it a break and. Is it going to have everybody worship on Sunday under the Pope's direction, all in the name of climate change? Okay. Now, that could just be very well the mark of the beast right there. I'm not sure. You've got to look at that. The second thing I was going to say is you've got to look into this Blue Beam project I came across. It's a project where there's satellites enacted all around the world in space, right? And, you know, Trump came out and he started this thing with the Space Force. But the Blue Beam Project is going to be, you know how when the, the, the Antichrist, he's going to show signs like he could bring fire down from heavens down. And it's all a hologram. It's all these satellites all linked in in order to project things in the sky. So they're going to project things in the sky, such as A, an alien invasion, or B, when the Pope or whoever the Antichrist will be or, um, you know, the false prophet, he could – because they said he's a man. He could do wonders, right? He's going to sit in the, in the throne and he could bring fire from the sky. That's going to be a, hologramic, a holographic image from the satellites that are pointing down, connected all around the world. So all the world will be able to see everything within the sky, okay? Wow. So I, I don't know if you've heard about that before. And with the Hollywood stuff, okay – I picked it up uh, even before we started uh, to talk with one another with uh, Tom Hanks, okay? He is one of the biggest pedophiles in the world. People don't realize that. He skipped over to Greece, right, because they don't uh, punish pedophiles. They consider pedophiles an illness, okay? They just give them treated. So this guy could go around and be with kids and all this other stuff. And, you know, so he took his citizenship over there. A lot of people are running around into other countries that accept pedophilia as a thing. So now we come in with uh, uh, Epstein Island and Glenn Maxwell and all this stuff. And that all reverts back to human trafficking. Human trafficking is one of the biggest, the biggest things that go on behind the scenes that people are not aware of, okay? Now, all these people coming across the border, Biden's got them on military planes, sending them out all over the world, and, and into what? Into, into Catholic charities, okay? So children spread around, again, through all the Catholic charities, okay? And all the kids that were getting, uh, you know, abused and whatnot, that's just small potatoes of what you're going to find and what's going on with the Catholic Church. And what they do, a lot of these Hollywood uh, people, you know, it's called adrenochrome. What they do is they take children, so let's just say on Epstein Island, which they were doing, by the way, they scare a child to the point of where it almost is going to have a heart attack. They kill the child. They drain the blood. And they drink the adrenochrome. It's the Mm -hmm. adrenaline that's pumping through that child's veins that Mm -hmm. then they take and they drink in a ritualistic, sadistic, Satanist way. 
And that yeah. is definitely going to be coming out. Of, coming out. So you're going to have, let alone everything with Biden, let alone everything that's coming out with the human trafficking. You're going to have all these other p- things come out with these, uh, with with child pornography, pedophilia, Epstein. Uh, it, it goes on and on and on, and all the governors are all into it. And you always wondered to yourself, you know, why do people keep electing these idiots all the time? Like you talk to all your neighbors, and you're like, and wherever you are, whether it's the governor or a, any politician, you always wonder, why do these guys keep getting in there? And, well, they get in there because they've always been cheating. They have been stealing the elections for years. They started with Obama. It was a 16-year plan. That plan backfired through the grace of God because Hillary Clinton didn't get in there. They thought it was a sure thing. God, in his way, put Trump in there. For what reasons or another, I don't know. And I can't say I'm for or against Trump, but he's been a lot better than anything else that's been around. But by putting Trump in there, it foiled the plans of the 16-year plan of Obama through Clinton. Now, Hillary, they were supposed to do another war, but since Trump was in there – now he, you know, he 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 sidetracked their uh, thing, so they come up with this thing called COVID. We know COVID's a soul bullshit. It's just it's just nothing but the flu. So they're gonna. Okay, uh, Vinny, I'm so sorry. We are um, not able to carry your voice over to the uh, the listeners, and so we're just gonna have to wait probably until. I don't know why people cannot hear what you're saying, but we've got a number of people on the chat room. So um, we're going to just let that call go for right now. And um, I guess we'll have to just carry on from here. I guess uh, getting to this moment, you know that everything that this uh, gentleman was just talking about, um, bringing in the whole adrenal, you know, chrome uh, stuff that's going on in our nation and talks, you know, this is all part of the judgment. And the only thing I think was important about sharing on today's broadcast was just to continually present the scripture in a manner that we can recognize what we see so we have interpretation to it. I mean, God forbid that we, God's children, born again, spirit-filled, men and women of faith and of God who love the Lord and who are loved by God, that we would not know or understand what's going on, that we would let CNN or Fox News or Newsmax or some other outlet of information tell us what the real problem is or make us start thinking horizontally rather than looking to God's word and God saying, I will mess you up if you don't repent. And I really believe that is what's happening in our nation right now. I look at things from a different perspective than most people. I look through a biblical lens. Now, is there truth that God is love? Absolutely. But you just saw that he also is a God of fury and wrath. You know, is God merciful? He's got more mercy than anybody. He's God. He's a God of mercy. Does he have grace and favor and kindness and forgiveness? Does he repent himself of the evil that he's determined to do? Yes. He has all of those attributes and abilities. But history has told us time and again, all I will do, even in the New Testament church in 70 AD, I will allow these things to come upon your nation. And it's simply because the nation refuses and rejects God. He is the creator. He's not some creation or 
something we have formed in the fabric of our minds. He's the creator. We're the creation. And when the creation begins to tell the creator the way things are going to be, you have a problem on your hands. And so these arrogant people that are utilizing positions of power and are being satanically led have brought the nations of the earth and our country to desolation. Will there be survivors? Yes, unless you've left us a, a root, a stump. We would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah, it says in Isaiah. There will be remnant gatherings. And quite frankly, don't worry about who's going to find you. With what's coming on this planet, what's coming upon this earth, what's coming to this country, what's coming to the cities, don't worry about that. It's going to be, God's going to hide what is his. He's going to preserve what is his. There's going to be so much to deal with whatever comes out of the ashes of this, what we just read in the Bible, not my opinion. I don't know too many pastors that actually preach Leviticus chapter 26. And I know they don't because they say we're under a new covenant. But again, the new covenant apostle Paul tells us to learn from what was done back then so we don't find ourselves reaping the consequences of doing the same thing they did. I think it's a very simple reality learn from the past. Let history be a teacher. God's covenants have changed, but God has not changed. And it appears in scripture that if the punishment of God was on those who broke the law, that those who pervert his grace, it's even sorer punishment. Read Hebrews chapter 10. So just because we're under a new covenant of grace doesn't mean that we get away with more. What it means is we're called to a higher standard because we have the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. And if God punished sin under the Old Testament for what they did, how much more sorer punishment do you think it should be for those who have perverted the grace of God and trampled underfoot the Son of God? And that's what we have done as a nation. So to expect anything less than what was recorded in Leviticus 26 is foolishness. The only thing that we're having a problem with are the different voices, the contrary voices. We have opinions about politics, opinions about government, opinions that somehow God is in favor with America. And you look at this country and you say, what is he in favor with? He's not in favor with our country. He's been warning our nation. He's been sending the stripes and the blows upon our nation. And if you will not for all this repent, then I'll send more. He's been sending more all along. And yet the narrative is, well, you know, God's with us. We don't get it. People refuse to get it. And what you need to know for yourself, if you come to God through his son, Jesus Christ, if you confess your sin and you repent and you have a heart of repentance, which is a gift from God, say, Lord, I don't want to sin anymore. Forgive me for my sins. If you turn in that direction, There is a covenant for you to enter into, a covenant relationship with God, your father, and he will embrace you and he will guide you and he will teach you and he will lead you. And you could have a find an abundant life in him, even though you are aware of what's going to happen and what is happening in our nation. It's a sad day on planet Earth if you really observe it properly. 
people at the borders of America with their children trying to come into this country to escape whatever they're escaping in their other lands. We know there's infiltration. We know that bad guys are coming through. But hundreds of people coming in every single day. They said 300 this morning had already entered in. And they're being shipped into different cities across America. They're being flown by plane to different places. I mean, it's really strange. And they're human beings. They are human beings. And there's little children that are being taken by the hand. You know, this is, this is a crisis. And the word crisis is judgment, by the way. The word crises, the Greek word for, crisis, uh, for judgment, is the English word crises. <clears throat> and so these are heart-wrenching moments. And yet, compassion is met with hatred. So the purpose of our conversation is to wake up to the truth of God's word, which, by the way, you could read the book of Revelation and come up with the same understanding of God's righteous judgment upon the nations of the earth and the double judgment and accountability and consequences to the nation that knows better, that was in covenant, that knew the ways of God and have rejected and abandoned them and the citizens allowed it to happen. So where's it all heading? My God, if Leviticus chapter 26 is correct, you need to prepare. You need to prepare. And I don't know if that means for you getting on the Internet and buying a bunch of stuff like ivermectin or the hydrochloroquine, or I don't know if it means uh, getting more food, beans, and rice, and for means getting out of where you're at and going buying an acre of land somewhere in a, in a more uh, called-out place. I don't know what it means to you. But you do need to be aware. And is it Vincent Xavier that's preaching doom and gloom? Yes, I am preaching doom and gloom out of Leviticus 26. But it's not my word. It's not my opinion. It's my belief that this message is coming through loud and clear within our nation. And the things that we read are already happening and have been happening. And it just shows that it's going to another level. And that next level is the door we've been knocking on saying, Lord, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? And then he opens up the understanding because we're seeking to know and understand. And then, of course, to relay this information to people wherever they are, whoever they are, so that they could take what they've just heard and then bring it to prayer, bring it to God in prayer and get rid of their emotions and their logic and their human reasoning and their opinions and their concepts and ideas, and just let God's word speak and say, God, is this your word? Are we going to see waste howling wildernesses in our cities? Will the plague be a nuclear bomb in major cities across America? Will the pestilence produce dead bodies everywhere that people are going to have to walk over the dead bodies? Will the new monkey virus that's being released that causes blisters all over the skin make its way throughout the nation? What is happening? If people really are drinking blood of children, 
when they terrify them to bring the adrenal into their body to make them look good. You look at some of these politicians, when they first started, they were ragged, worn out, and now they got this polishly shine about them. What are they drinking? You wonder. But if there are people that are willing to do that, if there are grown men in high-powered positions of political power willing to go to Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile island to have sex with underage children, I mean, if people are willing to do that, well, what else are they willing to do? I know that our innocent minds are, are, are blown away by the idea that people could be so evil. But it's showing itself to be clear that people are this evil. And unfortunately, people in positions of power within our nation are this evil. They have no problem striking this citizenry, especially the resistors, the opponents of the vaccination, the opponents of their new world order, the opponents of their deception to manipulate the masses and to control the citizens. Well, the resistors are the target. And if you're a Bible-believing, moral individual, you are hated. Now, Jesus said that we would be hated of all nations for my name's sake. So if you are living in the last moments of time as we know it, the days leading up to the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth, then you need to learn and expect that the nations of the earth are not your friend. They will hate you just because you have relationship with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and your Father in heaven. And because of that relationship, you have a different perspective of what the world has. You don't flow with their moji. You don't flow with their vibe. You don't flow with their narrative. You don't flow with their conversation. You flow with the Holy Spirit. You flow with the Word of God. You flow with the presence of your Father. You flow in a totally different direction than the world that has abandoned their faith in God. And so it's a warning. It's just a clear warning. My brother Jeff, Pastor Jeff Bass, saying, Pastor V, good morning. I just read today that a federal judge just blocked an Arkansas law which sought to ban nearly all abortions. How sad. Yeah, you see the warfare is going on everywhere. We heard about that earlier as well. Um, <clears throat> Jasmine Schultz says, Jeremiah 24:10, and I will send the sword, the famine, and the pestilence among them till they be consumed from off the land that I gave unto them and to their fathers. That's right, Jasmine. And this is what I read later on that night, Revelation 16, 15. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Jasmine also said about 20 minutes later, as I was driving, another thought came to me. If you stay in the city, you shall surely die by famine, sword, and pestilence. So I thought about that all day. Ha. Huh. Very interesting. 
Jasmine said a few weeks ago, I was at a gas station sitting in my vehicle looking at everyone, and I thought to myself how sad everyone looked that day, and then thought, the thought came to me like a thief. Yeah. Good comments, Jasmine. Good comments. Uh, Vinny, I think if you unplug your headset, you will hear the callers. Well, I can hear the callers fine. That's not it. Um, I hear the callers. The callers hear me. It's the people in the chat room on Facebook, YouTube that can't hear the caller coming in. So we're going to keep working on it. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, Vanessa, the nation has turned to Lucifer. You're right about that. Um, all the Freemasons doing that satanic, masterminded mankind's uh, it's real hell burning sulfurous fire in their lifestyle, horrifying how they can this people live. Yeah. How can you live with yourself after being so satanic and so demonic, right? You wonder. You wonder. <clears throat> so in California, they have a law. And the law, <coughs> excuse me, the law <clears throat> is simply you can steal up to $950 worth of merchandise and not be held responsible for it. In other words, it's a misdemeanor. So they showed video this morning of these two young men walking out of a TJ Maxx with bags of stolen property. They walked right out, middle of day, no running, they got in their car, they drove off, and nobody did a thing. Up to $950, you could go into any store in California and steal. And this is an issue. And it's because of a silly law that if you steal something, listen, when I was a kid, if you stole a roll of Lifesavers, number one, my conscience couldn't handle it. I actually sleepwalked downstairs and told my parents that I stole the Lifesavers. Conscience shouldn't be able to handle it, but... Also, you should have the fear of, you know, the law. You, if you get caught stealing, it's a crime. Stealing is a crime, but it's also a spiritual law. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to steal from them. So there are consequences. Nobody gets away with anything. But in California, that's actually happening. So I think it's time to say goodbye. I'm going to let it go for right now. I uh, hope you will be uh, studying. And if you want to hear what Vinny was talking about on the program, just go back. You could rewind and listen to the program. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow with bells on. What is today? Today's Thursday, isn't it? Wow, Friday's coming. And by the way, to those of you that have remained on the line, I want to thank you for your financial support to the ministry. Uh, they just purchased, we're going to have it up by hopefully Tuesday, uh, a new a part of our new uh, studio. And things are going to be looking a lot more professional, as I understand it, and not professional in any, any way other than to reach out a little bit deeper and hopefully, um, you know, be more effective in what we're doing. Okay, so that's it. We're just launching into new platforms, hopefully going into deeper waters where this message can be heard in different places around the world. Okay, and we want to do it well, and we want to be viewed um, properly. Have a great day right now on Omega Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a roundtable discussion. If you would like to support this radio ministry, you can do it by going to the Omega, Omega Radio Network on PayPal. PayPal does an Omega Radio Network. You could also go to our website at nwmglobal.org, 
or omegaradio.org, and you could give that way. There's also a church app, and you could download that on your phone. If you just go to your uh, applications on your smartphone, go to your app store, type in the church app, and there's a little purple colored one with a white cross for New Wine Ministry. We're the only one out there. And you could download that, and then you could give in that manner. And we just want to thank you for your giving to our work. And uh, hopefully we're giving you spiritual food to think about. And that's our relationship, and I praise God for it. Have a super blessed day. Right now, Patricia Joy Xavier is on the air at omegaradio.org. See you tomorrow.